Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. It is Friday, January 17th, 2019. Our AccuWeather senior expert meteorologist Joe Lundberg says one, two, three. That's it. So it's not even a biggie, but everybody's talking about it. And nobody's doing anything about it. So. Well, it's on every menu in every house is going to be... Uh, Bread and milk. Well, it's it's French toast. <laughs> Bread, milk, and eggs. Okay. I mean, it's French toast. <laughs> so uh, there'll be no... Uh, you know, you go to Wise mm. Markets or your grocery store, there will only be uh, limited numbers of bread, eggs, and again, milk. I wonder if uh, this will hurt local businesses tomorrow if as many people that were planning to maybe go out to lunch or breakfast or dinner won't do so. What, one to three? Supposed to start, what, about uh, four in the morning? They're just saying the morning now. After 8 a.m., I think, oh, is well, what he's talking about. So, yeah, just a new, it's just go, a big nuisance. Well, just go out, but just drive five to ten miles slower. <laughs> You're fine. I'm going hunting in the morning, so I'll cover up my uh, flash pan with plastic. The settlers didn't have plastic yeah. to cover their primitive say, weapons. Believe me, not that big of a deal to drive, but the vehicles today, the the problem I see is not in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. They have all the bells and whistles for the most part. Okay. It's the person behind the wheel. Oh, operator problems. Who, who either thinks it will drive itself or is supposed to drive itself, or I can eat a sandwich, answer a, a text message, put makeup on, uh, paint nails, and, and read the paper. And listen to a podcast yeah, all at the yeah, same well, time. Why I drive through. So uh, slow down, go out, tip your waitresses <laughs> a little bit more at breakfast, but uh, just drive five to ten miles slower. All right. The uh, Yeah, I, I heard that in the media yesterday. One of the TV stations was saying that some of the snow squalls caused accidents yesterday. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I said, well, there are a lot of snow squalls in a lot of places, but there were no accidents in all those places. Most of the time, bad driving causes <laughs> Isn't accident. that funny that you would notice that, too? That's the first thing I think of. Well, and it's not all bad driving. I mean, people can not be 100%. caught by accident, yeah. but uh, the... Um, Most of the time. But the uh, squall doesn't cause anything. It just lays there on the road if it's snowing. Well, remember, we're getting into an age now uh, in society where... People's own accountability is very limited, so something else mm. has oh, to okay. cause the problem. Right. I mean, uh, it's the ultimate T-shirt might be, uh, my dog ate my homework. No, no, my dog ate my life. <laughs> I mean, it, this is getting ridiculous that the people's accountability is going from uh, maybe at one time, maybe uh, when we talk about people going across country and the pioneers and that, but you know, maybe we were a 10, 11. You know, now we got some folks that are down to maybe zero, mm-hmm. maybe a one or, or, or a 0.5. But uh, yeah, people's own accountability. So what caused this? Well, it wasn't the fact that I did this, this, and this. 
And I was going too good. fast on yeah. a snowy day with bad tires while I was reading the yeah. paper yeah. while driving. I, I haven't had my tires rotated or bought new tires. I have 80,000 miles on my car. <laughs> uh, it's up for inspection. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Well, there's up for inspection next month. I won't pass. I don't know how I'm going to pay for my tires. I have to get to work. So uh, how can... I'll go anyway. How can the government or how can somebody help me? Well, and I think most of the time I think speed limits are too low around here, but uh, during snowy weather, I think a, a lot of folks go too fast. That's just Lawrence's worthless observation. Well, not, not snowy, but rain, evenings, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, when you get the mornings, you get the uh, change of the uh, clock, and, uh, you know, you see some darkness during uh, commuting time in the morning and the evening. Again, <laughs> Slowing down is not the worst thing in the world. I uh, have a 16-year-old daughter who drives, so her and her friends at the Greenbridge and Seals Grove, I said, watch this. I said, I'm going to go 40 miles an hour since this car just passed us. Just off the Greenbridge, they passed that little area there Mm -hmm. before it comes up the sheets. I said, I'm just going to go 40. Luckily enough, it worked out. By the time we got up to the second Monroe light, we were sitting right next to that car. Again, oh, now so this car is trying to go there. So I said, time this one time. If, folks, time this. If, you, if you're going somewhere, time if you go 5 miles faster, 10 miles faster, 15 miles faster, and, and see how many seconds, maybe a minute, you made up. Now, if you're going from here to Chicago, you might be able to make it up because you have you economies of scale. Early. But but when you're going 10 to 12 miles, five miles, you know that that extra speed doesn't uh, doesn't. You know, if if you need to save a minute and a half, and maybe some people do, you know, you get clocked in in time, or you get to your your desk in time. But but yeah, usually slower is better. Well, I think most of the speed limits around here are too slow, but that's just Lawrence's worthless observation. But I don't want the local police to have radar either. I don't need any more weapons out there. All right, well, we are talking about driving around here and the weather, which everybody is doing. Everybody's talking about the weather, but nobody's doing anything about it. So we are. We're having a discussion. We invite you to weigh in on this and many other topics today. There's been a lot in the news. We saw the USMCA making some progress in Washington and the China trade deal. Uh, This uh, first phase of the trade deal got signs, so the president got that. That's a win for President Trump. There's just no other way to look at it. Right now, those five seconds, ten seconds you just spent on that is more than CBS, ABC, and NBC combined. Oh, spent on it. So, uh, it's yeah, I guess, uh, where did I, who was talking about China? Oh, AP was talking about China. Yeah, they they really portrayed AP, I, I think, does lean towards the, you know, lead left a little bit, but they did make a big deal about the China preliminary thing, about the signing of it, and that it was coming, and um, quoted a lot of Republican uh, eggheads in Washington that were saying that this is a big deal and, sh- and should well, really help. Maybe it's yes, it is a big deal. And of course, the the press is not going to give the Trump administration uh, uh, really a whole lot of accolades on anything, and, and we've seen that. But the other part of this, making it a big deal, is how darn bad it was. Where the Sam Hill was H W. Where was Clinton? Where was Bush? Where, where was Reagan Obama? Reagan had China progress. Uh, China well, progress Reagan had, had some, but you look back. Folks, these politicians are running us all around in rings. 
And, and that's why the establishment, both Democrat, Republican, and others, despise Donald Trump because he's an outsider. He's not in the fraternity sorority of, of political, uh, you know, the, the political group, the bureaucracy group, the deep state group, whichever terms uh, you want to, you know, add into that. And, and that's what drives people crazy. So he, he, he's coming in saying, hold it, this is not good for America. Now, America doesn't have to have 50-50 or a majority of it, but let's make it equitable on both sides. So, yes, this is a big deal moving forward, but I think the bigger deal is, again, what were they selling us in the past? And I, think it's, and I think it's appalling, and I think these people should be called out. I'll go back to what we talked about last I Friday. I think you just did. And maybe, <laughs> thank you, and maybe some of the people can call it. Right now, with all the charades and chaos and, and uh, circus acts going on right now in the Middle East and, and in the uh, in the House with the impeachment scenario, this this whole whole reorganizing of the uh, world based on maybe Nancy Pelosi, based on Iran, based on whatever. Anyway, the, these points were oil right now is at fifty eight eight fifty nine dollars a barrel. Last Friday it was sixty two point four, I believe. Mm. Oil would be 120, 110 right now. We would be in an economic disaster, I believe. If it weren't for the stabilization of the Trump of administration trade, okay. and people Bond believing in what he's doing. Not they don't might not like him, but they respect what's going on. These trade organizations and and the uh, stability of the economy. And what it's done is it it has shown that a lot of these emperors around the world, female and male have no clothes. One Their economies don't have the uh, chutzpah to make it. One of our listeners texts while you were talking, President Trump is a man of action. People appreciate that. I think you now you can disagree and so discuss his action. So even if you don't action. like the action, at least well, better better to have a, a, an active president than a milk toast. Exactly, uh, and, and we're finding out what milk toast our uh, allies are. You know, England wants to get Great Britain wants to get out of Brexit. They don't Brexit. They don't want to be controlled by Brussels and the establishment in Europe. So they're voting out. But you have half the people who want a handout. Not too different than back in the Revolutionary War in the United States where you had some loyalists, uh, a, a good number of loyalists who wanted to stay with the king. A lot of those people went up into New York and over it's into Ontario. So it's sort of interesting the dynamics of, of the people and, and what, they're, what they're looking at. But I, I think this administration has shown some to what some of our allies are and what they really, really are. It's no wonder Harry and Meghan won out then. They want to get to. They want uh, to get out of town while they can. That's right. a, that, that's, a, that's a story for the uh, tabloids. That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle uh, uh, leaving the UK and splitting their royal duties. No. All right. Well, let and me. What are their duties? I'd like to find oh, out. Oh well, they uh, they bestow things <laughs> okay. and pronounce things and coronate something, things. Something and you and I could go do. Accolade things. <laughs> I don't I think mean, so. I mean, jeez, we can walk around. I mean, you get your love. Lovely wife. Uh, you know, you, I, 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 again, lovely the question. Bride. Bride, I'm sorry. Bride. <laughs> the the point when when the Brits finally get sort of fed up with the uh, royal family is coming when any day. 
you know, and it, it certainly it's hard to imagine. Let, 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 me say, let me say it this way, since I can't seem to articulate it. Fifty years from now, it's not going to look like this. It's, it's yeah. just unsustainable. I would agree. I, I would tend to agree. And and you, at some point, you're going to say why? You it, know? It, it's it's the Barbie Ken scenario. I mean, and, 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 you know, now if they can show where they're making the uh, in making the United Kingdom money, they're they're paying for themselves, mm-hmm. then then there's stability there. Uh, but, you know, this is, you know, we, we got it in the United States. You know, they tried to make the Kennedys that, but they were disastrous within their Didn't own family. Out. I mean, as dysfunctional a group as, as you could get when you follow the history and look at it, it's atrocious. Anybody well, they, wants to be like the Kennedys? But dysfunctional, like many, many people. Well, it turned we, out they were just normal. They were somewhat far more normal, but they were they were sold as you know the ultimates. But you know in the United States we have it with the YouTube phase, where these people are making millions of dollars being I guess YouTube models, YouTube personalities, and then you know we have our version of the royal family in some way is the uh, I guess the Kardashians. I mean, oh, my gosh, where have we, we, we gone? Well, where have we gone? On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. I want you to check them out at Sunbury Motor. I'm going to reiterate some of the key points about the Sunbury Motor Company. First, they are a family-owned dealership for more than a century at 4th Street in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Find out more at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to do as I have done on many occasions, including recently. Go to the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Uh, Tell them that you want to get pumped up with nitrogen, and they will do that. But they also specialize in all kinds of services, state inspections. they got a body shop. they got a car wash. they got an alignment bay. Uh, they got an air filter bay. You name it. They got a bay for every part in your car, and they would just love to pull your vehicle into those spots. They got a great big truck towing service, too. Basically, cranes on the back of uh, uh, 20-wheel trucks, and they can haul anything from anywhere to anywhere, and uh, they would just love to set you up in a new vehicle or a fabulous pre-owned vehicle, new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincolns. Uh, you can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications at sunburymotors.com. Uh, they just have no greater wish than to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company. So give yeah. them that opportunity. Go to Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. And also to the Sunbury Motors management, uh, Tom Mertz and the employees of Sunbury Motors, uh, donating that police car to the Sun Chickalumi School District. Oh, okay. Nice, nice picture really? in the in the paper, and oh, uh, I missed it. Hats off to uh, the uh, Sunbury Motors Company, the uh, management employees. Donated, huh? For making that donation. Wasn't my truck, was it? No, oh, no. Okay. It, uh, <laughs> my Ranger. I don't know. Still I think you, does your Ranger have McCruff, the crime dog, painted <laughs> no, on the it side? Does not, oh, okay. no, not yet. Okay, People so. used to call me the crime dog, but they stopped doing that. So if you see that Chickalumi police cruiser, that is a. SMC. Started in 1915. Our toll-free line is open. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. It's our telephone number. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we do have open phones. We have a news release from U.S. Congressman Fred Keller. A lot of folks knew that he was ultra-fiscally responsible when in Harrisburg. Well, he's joining up with some other 
other like-minded uh, representatives in Washington, D.C. to make sure that budget and deficit and debt get brought up and talked about. So we're going to read that uh, to us. We also uh, uh, have another email. We'll have to see what that's about. <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, but regarding the hot topic that Ben wants to talk about most, Megxit, as they refer to it, <laughs> not Brexit, but Megxit, Megan and Harry uh, leave in town. One of our listeners says, good morning. Canadians don't want the royal family. They don't want to pay their incomes. Well, plus they have to help pay for the protection, too. I don't think they would have to pay for their incomes. I mean, basically, Canada is a... Oh, boy, I'm sorry. You don't have the proper term. What is term, it, a commonwealth or something? Yeah, of, of, of Great Britain. So the, the queen technically runs Canada. I guess she could if she wanted to. I mean, that's where Crown Royal came from uh, when the, when they visited there. But uh, you know, it's, it's sort of interesting and uh, also, uh, I'm going to say this politely, you don't get the time back after you talk about Harry and oh, that's true. Okay, Megan. so that's so, thirty seconds lost. Yeah, let's let, let's think that there might be something other. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Yeah, we can talk about Megxit, but we can also talk about the China deal or USMCA or UPMC <laughs> or Dylan the Bear that's going to go out west or impeachment, whatever you want to talk where about is today. The, where is the bear going? Is it going uh, out west? I believe somebody said Colorado. Lance, do you know the answer to that question? Have you followed this big hubbub at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, quite well uh, covered in that little um, penny saver paper that comes from right there. Okay. And the shopper? The shopper. Oh, yeah, was it? So the bears got to go to Colorado, and hopefully they give some bears some edibles. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how... Um, especially that uh, liberal guy that was uh, really instrumental in doing the whole deal, uh, could watch that uh, video of that uh, baby being ripped apart, not think a thing of it. And yet when he sees the plight of that poor bear up there, you know, this is uh, something that needs addressed. Well, hypocrisy is known to run deep and wide and shallow and small. I mean, it's just different for different people. Who are you referring to? Which guy? You mean Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, the UPMC Susquehanna here. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, I had occasion to uh, follow an ambulance that in it had a lady who had taken a horrible fall, like 80 years old. So uh, I'm thinking, 
my goodness, these folks up here are losing their jobs. The quality when we get there <laughs> might be left a lot to be desired. Well, such was not the case. We were actually treated like I would say rock stars. And each one of those folks was just so helpful and so great and everything. And the plight, like in about, what, six weeks or so, they won't have a job. I mean, I would recommend anybody in that place that we came in contact to for a for employment. I think UPMC says they're going to move them to other jobs. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. right. Well, now, that, they've, that they've talked about that. Now, whether that's they're going to move all of them or just oh. some of them, but that's their goal. Well, the quality of care that's was really there. Great. It was the marketing and the mismarketing that uh, has happened over the years with uh, uh, Sunbury Hospital. Now, quality of care was questionable in the 70s and 80s. Management was questionable in the 70s and 80s into the 90s. But, you know, they, they built a uh, first-class emergency room. Uh, the, the whole facility is, 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 is first-class. But, the, again, I go back to the community also didn't support their local hospital, the region, Northumberland County, Shickland School uh, District, City of Sunbury, Borough Northumberland. Uh, you know, when when the, these folks were a tax-paying entity, did you support them? Then, when they didn't become a you know a nonprofit again, did you support them to keep them here so they stayed here? And the answer, we look at the numbers, is no. Well, something else there. Everything was in house. I mean. They had an MRI, the uh, cardiac, the blood, even the blood tests, and everything that they gave was all right there, and we knew within hours, an hour, exactly what was going on with the person. And there were for real doctors that came to do the diagnosis. I mean, it was uh, really uh, quite an experience. Well, well, the, they all we use. They also too. You have to remember there's there's competition. There's the business of, of medicine and uh, UMPC. You know, really wanted the Carlisle Hospital. They they got some others along with that. This has worked out. But also, I mean, it'll be announced. I think it's coming soon in the next month or two. Uh, over in Seonsgrove or Susquehanna Valley Mall, the old Sears building is going to be a uh, miniature hospital run by family practice. So, uh, you know, I think the uh, the void's going to be uh, picked up, and then we'll see what happens between Geisinger, Evan, Schmoken, and uh, the family practice facility at the old Sears Center at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Oh, that's going to be good, I hope. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Why, something here is kind of changed subject. But, you know, there are industries that are really suffering because of the uh, Trump economy. And I read an article about it. The big industry are pawn shops. The folks aren't <laughs> getting, uh, you know, desperate for cash that much. And uh, there, was, uh, there was a bunch of them that were uh, closing that I thought was, was kind of funny, but uh, not for their industry, that's for sure. Well, I have to double check to see if they still have pawn stores. I think that's on the History oh, Channel. Yeah, absolutely. See if they're still in business. Five, yeah. five forty-five on the. So that, 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 that that's all part of the equation that you you factor in. Some industries have to take it on the chin. So hopefully, pawn shops and bail bondsmen are uh, are lacking yeah. work now. <laughs> and that might be positive for the economy. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in. 
Okay. Appreciate that. 1-800-795-956. Right? Yeah, I mentioned the UPMC closure. We have a comment today from uh, Evangelical Community Hospital saying, however they can do it, they're going to try to be there for those people to make sure that they get a uh, get help where it's necessary. With the patients or the workers? Well, or the you know, they have their own ambulance service. You know, I'm not sure that they're going to set up shop. I don't know that that would be financially feasible, but um, I'm not sure that people will ever go back. Well, know. the pipeline's good. If people think it's going to be open until March 30, was it 31st? Well, the emergency number? department closes in a couple yeah, weeks. So it's, uh, the, the, most of that hospital will be shut down next month. And, uh, because there, yeah, if you shut down your emergency room, that means you're not taking patients from your emergency room into the hospital. Not all emergency room patients go through. Uh, you would have to check who if they are accepting people. But some get people. admitted. Well, yeah, but and then the basic um, people being admitted. So this will, and again, talking to some people who are over there, a lot of the people are going elsewhere and getting jobs now. So they're they're a little bit in a personnel crunch. But how could they not be? Right. Well, uh, they're transferring some of their people out ahead of time. Yeah. So uh, I I would just to, just a guess. I would say by mid February. Uh, to late February, that will probably be closed. At, at some point, they will lock the door. It's hard to run half in February, a most likely. Yeah. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Please write that down. You'll need it during the nine a.m. hour. We hope to hear from State Representative Linda Schlegel Culver on this very topic, and that is uh, the regional response uh, that she's helping to coordinate to make sure that UPMC gets. Uh, uh, responded to in a timely fashion in, in a broad way locally. So uh, not on Broadway, but in a broad fashion locally. So we'll talk to her during the 9 a.m. hour. Of course, we have uh, news headlines coming up as well. And uh, we can talk about all these other things, the China trade deal or USMCA, um, Dylan the Bear, <laughs> it's going to get moved to Colorado. I wonder who's, uh, who's, how, how do they move that? Does Saletti moving in storage just pull up and load them up and say, you know, let's uh, go north to uh, Lewisburg, get on 80, and stop when we get to Colorado. Wouldn't have to be a heated truck. He doesn't live in the heated environment anyway. He lives outside. They could probably stop along and... You know, I'm telling you, interested in ribs? You want some burgers? What do we need to, you know, well, get what here? About, what about keeping animals in cages at all? You know, I, I, I think this whole story is a strange one. I, I don't know why, why did it get to this point? Like, who, who thought it was a good idea to have a bear that was in ill health being seen by the public? If you're running that establishment, is that a positive to have people pull up and say, hey, we have this club here, but... Here's an obese bear that's in ill health. <laughs> well, and I think you were allowed to give him some food. One of our listeners says, you know, you could offer him a treat or something if you wanted to while you were there. Oh, boy, that's that's that's, that's right out of the uh, the zoo handbook, zookeeper's handbook. Go ahead and feed the bear, okay. Yeah, you never see that sign at the zoo. You're listening okay, to Yogi. News. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. 
Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Well, greetings. Welcome back to WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. We have open phones, 1-800-795-9565. State Representative Linda Schlegel-Culver is calling in right now, so we're going to talk to her mm. shortly. On the Mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. That is for Text Connect members. You can sign up at WKOK.com. We'll send you breaking national or local news. I think the last Text Connect we did was when uh, Matt Catrillo had the first baby of the new year up at Evangelical Husband. No, I don't think we Text Connected. Uh, second, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he had the first at Evan first second at in the Valley. Right, first yeah. in the WKOK family this year. Okay. So. Well, yeah, that's true. How many, how many more are coming this year? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> at Evan, thousands. No, 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 in the Sunbury broadcasting community. None that we know of, but hey, the year is young. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to House Member Linda Schlegel-Culver on the news line, uh, 108th District Republican. Thank you so much for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. I do appreciate you checking in. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the the response to the UPMC closure. What is happening in that regard? Uh, well, you know, obviously, uh, the closure of the UPMC Susquehanna Sunbury facility came as probably a shock to most of us in the community. Um, and when you think about a hospital closing, I think our first thought is, okay, well, who can buy it? Um, and then when you really start to dig down there, not a whole lot of people want to buy a, a hospital. Um, so the community has come together. I mean, I give um, kudos to the city for, I mean, as you know, they're having a, an open house on Tuesday. It's, I think the library is the meeting um, for employees um, and concerned citizens to express their views. Uh, we have been diligently working at this since the closure. It's a lot to dig through. Um, it, unfortunately, this is during flu season when people are at their sickest. And now we're closing, um, I believe, admissions, uh, the ER, uh, faster than we were planning on. So that'll be closed by, by the end of this month. Um, so our first priority is making sure our existing healthcare system can handle um, what may be coming their way. And they are both prepping for that, and that would be Geisinger Medical Center and Evangelical Hospital. Um, they are both preparing, they are both monitoring um, as best they can to meet that need. Um, we met with both of them. Um, I think I meet again with Evan next week. We met with Geisinger last week. <clears throat> I meet with UPMC again next week. Just trying to figure out what their plan is for the structure. How do we define how we move forward? Um, I know the United Way has been active in trying to identify what is the specific need of this community, um, as has the city of Sunbury. I think Senator Gorder, myself, and Congressman Keller are focused on the region and how do we meet the need. Um, one of the other pressing needs I think we have after we get through, just get ourselves through this flu season is ambulance services is of great concern to us as well. Um, and we'll be meeting with our emergency services folks to work on that here in the next week or so um, as we move forward. Is there a plan that's emerging? I wouldn't say there's a plan emerging yet because I think we're still responding to the immediate crisis. And 
the next crisis will be, you know, as you get through the ER and admissions, is finding, you know, primary care physicians for these people. Uh, I believe ENT is leaving. We'll need to find new ENT. Uh, there's psych services. There's medical detox. Um, so I, I think we're trying to find, you know, the best use. I don't know if it will be at the exact same location at this point, um, but we're trying to pinpoint all those details down. Um, there's a lot to take into consideration. Um, it's complicated, but I think we're trying to plan for the immediate future and then the long-term plan, which is going to take many, many partners. And like I said, the city has stepped up. Uh, the United Way has stepped up. Um, you know, I have, the senator has, uh, Congressman Keller has. Um, so we're all working in this together. Um, Evangelical and Geisinger have been great partners with us for this. And I think it's their mission and our mission to execute um, good health care for everybody involved. Um, so that's where we're at this moment. Yeah, Linda, this is Ben Reikley. I, I think, you know, the fair statement where yourself and, and the other political and the government officials is, maybe a lot of people don't understand there's there's some timing that has to get through it's unfortunate but until you find out what UMPC is doing it's hard for you to move forward because somebody who'd want it for this application or possibly buy it for another application um you know the UPMC people, and as Mark is uh, telling me, I'm sorry about that. You know, need to let you folks know what their intentions are, because right, rightfully they own a building, and I believe they also own you know the properties all around. So, uh, you know, it's going to take some time before that ferrets itself out that uh, then you can look at your options and uh, you know that uh, obviously the meeting coming up here, I guess in in late January, early February, will be one. But I. I personally don't see that hospital being in operation uh, by mid to late February, so hopefully that time frame will move forward what uh, what UPMC wants to do, and then it can allow you uh, and the folks interested then to look at what opportunities and what options uh, they can move forward with. Exactly. I mean, um, it's sudden. I mean, you, you know, you don't build a hospital in a day, you, you don't, so I think everyone's trying to define what is the missing need? How do we meet it, both short-term and long-term? And you're right. Uh, we don't own the building. Um, you quickly come to that conclusion when you're trying to figure out who can buy it, who can fill it, how do we do this? And you're like, well, wait a minute. We don't own this building. UPMC still owns it. Um, so that's what we're trying to nail down with them. What are you doing with this building? What can we expect? Well, um, have to move forward. Well, w- one of the things too is th- this: this is sudden to those around. Um, there were some things going on with the hospital too, and UPMC, you know, made a just a lukewarm attempt on uh, their tax reductions. But you know, well before that, there were signs that something wasn't quite uh, right there, and uh, you know, the the tax reduction request was just a. I want to say a Hail Mary to see if that could buy them time into to what they wanted to do. But uh, you know, I, got, I got to be honest with you. I would question UPMC's, um, let's see, their 
grit that they wanted to keep Sunbury open. Uh, you know, they, you know, they're they're in the business of, of medicine, and the Sunbury model wasn't fitting into their business model. In fairness to them, they have to run their business the way they need to. So, uh, I, I I would say that this 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 was in the works uh, probably uh, a year ago, and unfortunately, uh, here here we are. Okay. I would think from from their end, it probably was. Um, but from our end, we all got news mm-hmm. in December. Yep. So we're all trying to catch up with you know decisions that they've made. Yeah, and you know, Linda, to be honest, it might take some time to get the better options out there on the table, and uh, you know, and and I hope uh, somebody like John Pagana from the medical side is in it. I hope there's some uh, business uh, women or men that are in it. Uh, the city of Sunbury has a vested interest, but you know, I'm I'm going to be honest, and I'm not trying to 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 be a Monday morning quarterback, but the hospital was not getting support from the community in the past. People were driving to Geisinger and Evan, and now also there's going to be another uh, competitive medical, which is probably positive, meaning the Family Practice Center over at the Sears building in the Sunbury Valley Mall, uh, Susquehanna Valley Mall. So uh, you know, this will be interesting to see what the market of medicine will do for our area. However, uh, you know, those of us who've known that hospital, I've known it since uh, they slapped me on my backside, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's the emotional part of it. Only 55 short years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Linda, <laughs> Linda, do you have a moment to answer some other uh, Harrisburg-type questions about what's cooking sure, down there? Sure, I have a few minutes yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this fight to keep state centers open, uh, we saw a bill go through yesterday. We we're talking about that. I assume you voted for that. Uh, tell us, did, a, yeah. can you keep a state center open if, uh, you know, the, the governor or other folks, other entities want to close it? I, I don't know that we can keep them open. Um, I think our main concern is, you know, when you look at the dollars, it's easy to say uh, we should close it. Uh, but when you talk to families involved, um, and I think there's about 300 families with Whitehaven um, and Polk, I believe, so they are basically the minority in this picture because everybody, you know, you have all these advocates saying close them. Well, you have families that I would think if they could put their loved one in the community with them, they would. Um, and when you see the stories uh, and the data and the medical needs uh, coming out, I, I don't know that we can appropriately do that in the community. Um, and some of the issues that have been raised by families who have members that have transitioned out in the past, um, from state institutions to the community will tell you they did not get as good a care as they could have or they weren't receiving the same level of care that they were. Um, some came out and transitioned beautifully into the community and, and should have been in the community. Um, it's really hard to tell families when they know, you know their individual family member best and what their needs are what we feel is best for them. So I think this is just a way to, to have everybody step back for a second and really analyze the needs of those individuals. I think there might be a place for for both uh, in this situation. And, you know, we've been talking to providers locally uh, at state levels, you know, the organizations. I get people are passionate on both sides of the issues, but I think those being impacted the most should obviously have a voice um, going forward. Okay. Well, Linda, would there be room for uh, private-public partnerships and in, in the government stepping back even though they have oversight and letting some private organizations possibly be involved in these? 
I mean, I think absolutely that would probably be the best scenario. I that's way above my pay grade to be able to do that. Um, but uh, honestly, I think that public partnership, private public part, I can't even say it this morning, private public partnership uh, would probably be the best delivery of services. Well, so, um, whoops, go ahead. Well, P three for short, but uh, I had hoped that would be an option on the table. Uh, so, I mean, I think we're still transitioning. I think, you know, the groups that advocated to get people onto the community have done a phenomenal job. And I, I think, you know, we've served that mission and we're still serving that mission. Um, but I think we need to look at maybe that's not always the best option and that we, well, what is another option? How do we make sure that people are getting the best care possible um, and that they're safe? All right, so to be continued, uh, if the governor overrides that, are there people talking about the idea of a veto? Or I mean, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. If the governor vetoes it, is are people in the House talking about an override? Uh, we, I haven't had that conversation with anybody at this okay. point. I think we're waiting to see what happens next. Well, the numbers exist to to pass the measure, but that doesn't always mean that many people. You're going to probably get Democrats who aren't going to be interested in uh, overriding the governor's veto on that. All right, well, we have another minute left. Anything else cooking down there that uh, is of particular interest to folks in our area? Well, we're getting ready to do the budget here in the next few weeks. <laughs> oh, uh, we're anxiously anticipating, uh, you know, the governor's uh, budget address, and um, we're anxious. We'll be starting um, appropriations committees in February, and like I tell people, uh, if you have questions, get them to me. I'll make sure we ask them of the appropriate um, agency that's testifying. If you have my cell phone, people have been very good about texting me during the hearings to ask questions. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it may not be the most exciting thing to watch, uh, but if you have an interest, please watch it. It helps us make better decisions. And there's just no way you can't learn from watching appropriations well, hearings. Well, Linda, I, I'd like to let the people know, I, I think your constituent works goes way beyond what people think. You're not helping somebody on a driver's license or this or that, but in knowing this is that, you know, there was a uh, important bill in the construction industry that was on, on the floor, and I, I know uh, for a fact that, you know, you took your time got outside, got on the cell phone to one or two of the business people up here in the area that that bill could affect, and you got clarification on it to understand it and, and be able to go back to the to the House and, and, and make your vote. And, you know, that, that's one thing and you're asking. So, uh, you know, I'll say this, folks. Uh, if you get information to Linda, uh, she does consume it, and it goes into uh, your decision-making uh, down in Harrisburg, and, you know, that might be the ultimate constituency service when you when you look at it so uh, so yes if well, people do you. have problems on the or questions on the budget get them to you all right well if, if that's true then linda no sunday hunting and please cut taxes <laughs> so i've planted those seeds <laughs> and, and we'll go from there <laughs> thank As you, you know i did vote no on sunday hunting well, good um, for you thank you but i lost that battle well, yeah. Well, at least it's only three Sundays, and uh, we did do the uh, what the Saturday opener of mm-hmm. the rifle season, and you know what? The earth continued to revolve yes. afterwards. I the it sun did. came up the next day, uh, It right? did. Okay. It did, so we were okay. Thank you so much, uh, yeah, Linda, State Thank Represent- you. Come and visit us again. We'd love to have you in the studio here.
Okay, thank you. State House member Linda Schlegel-Culver, 108th District, primarily wanted an update on this uh, regional response to the fact that UPMC Susquehanna Sunbury's, well, going to be closing by March 31st, but uh, half of it's going to close in two weeks and the other half in the months ahead. But, but, so, uh, Yeah, that's a tough situation, but again, uh, uh, Linda, well-known in Harrisburg for, for what she does uh, for her constituents, and like I said, it's not uh, just getting a driver's license through uh, PennDOT for you. It's it's the feedback that, that she looks for from from her folks. So, uh, uh, you know, it's great to hear a when you hear it, see and, he, and hear about a politician who listens and just what? doesn't hear their <laughs> constituents. That's a that's a positive. But uh, uh, no, th- there's there's the budget will be important this year. There's a lot of uh, factors going in environmentally. We're going to see a lot more water. Reg- regulations uh, coming through water and wastewater you regulations. Mean from the River Basin Commission. River or? Basin Commissions and and just in general EPA trying to give uh, pass down to DEP. DEP trying to implement it. Uh, the ag industry, business industry, recreational industry is going to be uh, uh, pretty much these folks are all going to have stakes in in what's coming on. Uh, fees for your water and sewer are, are going to be adjusted for some folks. Uh, uh, it, it's just the reality. Adjusted. Yeah, just it's How just come all my adjustments. Go up. Well, it's just the reality <laughs> is that uh, water and wastewater aren't free, right. and uh, the uh, systems that were built in the past, um, if they were maintained, they probably lasted 20 years longer than they should have. If they weren't maintained, uh, it's a tough one. And folks, uh, y- we talk about highway workers, but hats off to the municipalities and the uh, utility workers that are they're doing the job to keep your water and your sewer, your stormwater, you know, to keep that at bay uh, from having problems. But a lot of those folks are are doing it with smoke and mirrors and duct tape and stuff, and they're <laughs> they're doing the best they can. So if if you do get a water main break, be kind. Your water will be back on. They're working as well, hard yeah, as they look can. Look at these crews work. Look at Sunbury Municipal Authority. Yeah, how smokes. would you like to be out 24/7. at uh, 2 in the morning tomorrow fixing a leak? 1-800-795-9565 is our, if there is one tomorrow at that time, you're in trouble. The Municipal Authority is coming looking for you. Well, I hope not, but <laughs> I, I know where we can get them something to fix it if okay, they need do it. You? Okay. Sunbury Municipal Authority, two thumbs up. They win a lot of awards and what they do to keep uh, that system working. So uh, so there are some good folks, the ladies and, and men of... Uh, and the new of, director. Yep, of, uh, of the Sunbury Municipal Authority, and a- as well as the others who are around here. So, uh, again, highway workers be safe slow down when they're working to try and improve but also your uh, utility workers and the name of the new municipal authority director in Sunbury is not here <laughs> and Dan Raymer retired last year oh, Dan, yes, and I, Dan, uh, I am uh, at a law I have no, it in good, my contact. good group good group of folks but again all your uh, you know look look around and see what's happening and you have privates and you have publics but uh, look look for legislation in the state on water and, and sewer and stormwater and uh, Linda Kurt uh, Garth uh, David Rowe uh, those folks will be yeah. knee-deep in it. Garth's not running again. Did you hear that? Garth isn't, uh, but uh, he'll be down there for this budget process. Well, he's got two more years? Yeah, so or is this his year? This yeah, is the year to run. run. Okay, yeah, Garth Everett not running. But David Rowe election. did announce that he is running. Right. Rowe in Union County, Rowe in Snyder County. That's how you can remember. Oh, okay. Good to know. All right, you are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK. we got news headlines. We'll be back very shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the
the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, but when is it from? Boy, that's uh, that's probably early 70s. That might be late 69. I'd say 70 even. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Woodstock, uh, great, uh, great Latin blues, rock, uh, San Francisco timing out there. But uh, I will say this, for the folks who enjoy rock history, Rock and roll shows. Uh, the uh, Access TV, AXS TV, has some tremendous documentaries. Uh, Doobie Brothers, Rolling Stones, uh, you know, just, just, just Eagles. Con- and they have concerts and documentaries, and they have a show. Sammy Hagar does a great interview show where uh, they don't even bleep out the uh, <laughs> other words. <laughs> you sort of take notice. But, uh, yeah, Carlos Santana, San Francisco Bay, a very, very established musician. Not just a rock and roll guy, but a musician. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565 if you want to talk about the Bear or the USMCA or Megxit or China or Carlos Santana or Senator Casey and Senator Toomey. Dark now sworn in to be impartial. UPMC. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is one 800 9559565. You can do as two individuals have done, and that's email us at onthemarket.com, or as one individual has done, that's text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. The Valley faced wind gusts of 50 miles an hour Thursday, and there were numerous power outages. PPL says most people have their power back on this morning. There was an injury accident during the high winds yesterday when a vehicle ran into a downed tree. State police tell us Beth Fonts of Sealands Grove had injured was taken to Geisinger. She's in fair condition this morning. Troopers say a Sealands Grove driver was at the wheel of that car on Salem Road in Penn Township, Snyder County, 7 a.m. when she hit a tree. That morbidly obese Asiatic black bear reportedly suffering from dental disease will be removed from the Union County Sportsman Club's ground. PETA is reporting. They say they get to bear the, remove the bear next week. The club has apparently agreed the move will take place next Thursday, according to media reports, which indicated the cat Catalyst for the move was Alec Baldwin's letters to Governor Tom Wolf, and then bears caged in a chain-link pen with a concrete floor and a small hut for a den. And various reports said he was fed table scraps from the restaurant. Actor Alec Baldwin and People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals have been leading the fight, claiming Dylan is suffering from obesity and dental disease. And you hope you hope he gets uh, gets well and lives out the life. And there's no rumor that they are good to, in Colorado. They are going to put him on 
animal nutrisystem. Okay. That's no rumor, right? Is that, that's not true, uh, right? It's not in this okay. story. <laughs> I doubt it. It'll be a bear-centric situation for him. Yeah. The well, president hopefully it's bearable. Oh, brother. Now you're brewing the whole newscast. <laughs> the president and CEO of Evangelical Community Hospital in Lewisburg is out with her reaction to the early partial closure of UPMC Susquehanna Sunbury. Kendra Ocker said Evan will do their part to make sure the people of the Sunbury area have appropriate and timely access to care. Quote, we're talking with government representatives and community leaders to determine how we can best work with all of the stakeholders to fill the gaps left by that uh, closure. This sounds uh, like a word sandwich. Uh, well, it is. And UPMC <laughs> says they're closing some of the outpatient facilities and some of the inpatient facilities, but other will continue. The emergency department will close. They do say, though, if you have an emergency and you're near the ER at Sunbury Hospital in the months ahead, call 911. Hey, if I was even, I'd put a big billboard right in the middle of uh, Sunbury Hospital, like right there <laughs> a with banner. directions how you get to Evan. Go to Route now, 15. Now, if I was Geisinger, I'd put it in the other side, too. And if I was family practice, I'd say, just go down to the Susquehanna Valley Mall and we'll take you. A Broadway actor who's been in Hamilton was on the WKOK Newsline yesterday. Brian Terrell Clark will be in Sealands Grove next week to talk about his uh, talk, Finding Your Purpose. To take that passion and to follow that passion and, and to honestly to be one of the greatest leaders of the civil rights movement that we know, it's literally like a serendipitous moment for me in my work in social justice and my work as a performer to literally be speaking during the week that we honor him. He'll be there for the Martin Luther King observances next mm -hmm. week. There's a wide range of things. You can go to suscu.edu. Pennsylvania's Republican U.S. Senator Pat Toomey says the U.S. Senate should conduct a fair impeachment trial of President Trump, but he would not give any indication whether he'd support calling witnesses. Toomey said in a statement Thursday the Senate would allow House managers to make their case and the president's lawyers to make their defense. He said the Senate can then decide what, if any, further steps are necessary for the acquittal. U.S. Senator Bob Casey of Pennsylvania says he, too, hasn't made up his mind as to the guilt or innocence of Donald Trump. U.S. Senator Bob Casey of Pennsylvania says he hasn't yet made up his mind as to the guilt or innocence of Donald Trump, but adds the evidence against the president regarding the leader of Ukraine is serious. The House found that the president, using his in his official capacity, tried to persuade that foreign leader to uh, dig up dirt on his political opponent and to perpetuate uh, a myth, a debunked theory about the 2016 election, that it was Ukraine, not Russia, that interfered in the election. Casey says senators will assume the role of jurors, which means there will be little interaction among them. He says those tuning in will hear most from the chief justice, house managers presenting the evidence, and those defending the president. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Nice job, David. Thank you so much for that to report. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Mike, thank you for being patient through the news headlines. You're on the mark. Uh, hello, how are you guys today? I'm good, Ben's better, and Rob's perfect. Okay, I got, I, I'm a little confused once again about the Trumps and his, uh, are you, are you guys familiar, let me start with it, are you guys familiar with the term Munchausen's by proxy? Yes, it's yes typically, or no? yes, typically when a mother injures a child so that she gains attention, the mother. Correct. Very good. Now, with this, the timeline I've been thinking about is Trump put tariffs on goods coming in from from China. 
China puts retaliatory uh, tariffs on goods coming from the United States, a lot of it from uh, agricultural goods from our farmers in the Midwest going to China. Now, Trump signs an agreement where the farmers and other groups got got some of their uh, customers back to sell goods to China, and this is somehow being proclaimed far and wide as being a, a great uh, a great win for the Trump administration. In my mind, and the way I think, it sounds to me like a return, at least a partial return, to the status quo. I mean, the way things were. Now, I, I, my question is, how is that a step forward? And what has changed in Go ahead now. China's behavior that would be considered a gain? Do you guys have any answers to well, any of my they're, questions they're, there, I wonder? Yeah, they opened up more markets for more agricultural products. Uh, particularly, you're going to see far more pork being sold over there. China is also having a pork problem. That's billions of dollars. Billions of more. dollars. And also, <laughs> what, what, it's, what it stops is it stops China from dumping products into the United States at unreasonable and rates. I, well, how, do you, how do you know that? And what, how, what form does that take? What do you mean by that? Uh, okay, yeah. This what do you mean by dumping? Uh, hold on okay, a second. Okay, what happens when they dump products? China, China runs on government labor. Government labor's paid pennies. Right, and they still do, right? Yeah, to a degree. So what? What th- this first step of the tariff? Now this is probably one, two, three, maybe three to four steps. Might be three, that that will will bring back. So what it will say is it opens the market up for more products. It also uh, stops China from dumping products in the United States. When they dump products like steel and and, and other products, they can produce. Very, very cheaply. Not inexpensive, but cheaply. What happens is then the the markets in the United States, the manufacturers in the United States for those products and other countries around the world can't compete. Then China monopolizes the market. It's it's market. It's it's territorial uh, uh, manipulation. Also, China's currency is not going to be manipulated, so they falsely uh, compete in the world market. So what happens is you, you, you take steps to bring China to the table, and the part earlier in the show is that why weren't other presidents and other administrations doing this? So it's not just we did all this, now we get the same stuff. No, no, we opened up more. And also, it also opened up us to have better trading potential with the Vietnams, Malaysia, and Korea, and Japan, that they can now compete against China on somewhat equal footing. All right, and let me read some more highlights. This is from CNN, so it's a little bit tainted, but it says China committed to importing at least $12 billion more in agricultural goods this year than they did in 2017, which is considered the benchmark uh, for this deal. So they do $12 million more in agricultural products. As for finance, they say China brought forward, moving, meaning they're 
advancing their planned opening of a $21 trillion capital market for investors in the U.S. and around the world. They moved it forward by eight months. So in other words, if you have like a 401k, you don't have any stocks in China, but this, they are going to open up a limited government controlled, well, $21 trillion in capital investment that would be allowed. So that will happen. That didn't happen in the past. That was closed in the past, but now that will open. Um, And then finally, uh, China agrees to set up a system to resolve conflicts over drug patents. What's happening now is U.S. pharmaceutical companies develop a drug. China duplicates it, but uh, claims no responsibility for uh, violating patents in the U.S. This will not resolve that for decades, but it is a start. They're going to come to the table and start to talk about the fact that if you make a product that's comparable to a U.S. one. So, oh, and some of the tariffs will be rescinded. Oh, and intellectual property, too. That, which is, is part of this patent. Right, and energy is woven into this. And this, again, this is the MSNBC version, so they are probably tainting, or I'm sorry, it's the CNN version, so they're probably omitting some of the highlights. So that's that. Going back to status quo means all of this is happening, you know, if China's interested in talking about it or not. So, And if we cut China off, if we don't take their market, Vietnam, India, other companies fill that, China's SOL. And the other part now, China's economy grew at its slowest rate in the last 24 years. So the Chinese are having problems now in this communist, socialist, slash capitalistic uh, market competing. And they also have a two big problems right now, Hong Kong and the vote in Taiwan. So uh, it's interesting. China's finally getting its due, which it created over the last 20 years, they they got a pass on things. All right, Mike, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, I don't really have that much to say. That was pretty well done, fellas, for oh, a change. They that actually made sense what you said. I'm <laughs> Thank you. Surprised. Just look up a CNN clipping. They talk yeah, about it. So. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, that all Journal, sounded Mike. very positive for Trump, and you're, you're saying it's tainted. I don't I'm not quite sure what you meant by tainted. Well, he thought CNN reporting. Oh, the might reporting be might not be objective. Yeah. But no, Mike, look at the look at Wall Street Journal. No, no. Look at didn't, the, didn't the reporting news. sound good to you guys? Yeah, no, it does. Thing? But you can get more information in detail. Yeah. Bloomberg News. Look at uh, the the Fox Business. I watch Business Bloomberg news. every day. Okay, look at the uh, CNBC. Well, they'll be talking about that. Uh, look at the Wall Street Journal. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate right. the call. Good, good question. Terrible answers from us, but hey, we're, that's what we're there for. No, so. and again, <laughs> though, but uh, you know, in fairness to the caller, it was okay. Looking at information, it, 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 you know, the, a lot of the press is not reporting this. Again, Nancy Pelosi makes the comment that uh, the um, NAFTA 2.0 uh, is going to be, you know, the uh, USMCA was going. You know, they had to improve it in the House before it passes. That was so much. <laughs> well, wow, that's. I mean, that was road apples. But I well, mean, and I think the other aspect of this is, you, you, like CNN may have highlighted some of the things that are included in this. But if you read between the lines, what they're saying is, well, China will never do this, or the U.S. will never be able to comply, or what are the billions of dollars in U.S. products that they're not buying now? You know, there's always another side to this. Mark in negotiations. Who needs who more? <laughs> and who can live without who? Who has the best and service? And we can live without China in a lot of areas. Now, remember, China's goal is to rule the world. Their goal economically and military is to rule the world. And peopley. And, well, uh, but so, you know, it's interesting. Their Belt and Road program and some of the things. But, uh, no, we have an administration now that is putting things on the table and saying, look, this doesn't work for us. 
How we can how can we make it work? Oh, the same listener send the same text again. The president is winning because he's assertive. <laughs> so I guess that relates to China. Well, All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Call us immediately, please. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got callers standing by. Uh, Rick, thank you so much for calling in from Watsontown, PA. We're enjoying an open phones Friday. You are on the radio. Oh, yes, I see that uh, Pat Toomey voted against the China deal. I'd like to know his explanation of why he did. Hmm. I'm kind of wondering if he's turning out to be an oil inspector or not. <laughs> what, uh, hold, what are, you, are, you, are you sure it's the China deal? Are you sure it's the uh, NAFTA 2.0 deal, USMCA? Because I don't think there was anything to vote on China. That was just signed by the president. Well, the USMCA. Okay, they, okay. Basically, it's the same thing. Okay, because it was... And he was the one Republican senator to vote against it. I All th- the rest of the companies, um, the Democrats voted for. Let's see. U.S. Senator Pat Toomey issued the following statement. Uh, quote, this is Senator Toomey's words. Quote, for the first time in American history, we're enacting a trade agreement that restricts free trade and reduces economic growth. Unlike its predecessor, NAFTA, USMCA contains many protectionist provisions that are designed to reduce the exchange of goods between the U.S. and Mexico. According to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, USMCA raises oh, tariffs. They're, they're nonpartisan, that's for sure. <laughs> well, in any event, this is the, the senator said it. I'm, I'm not advocating it. I'm just yeah, saying he but said that, it. Vote okay. was, that vote was 89, paying, 89 to I, 10. I appreciate the explanation, but let them know that I'm paying very close attention to him, and that his last years in office have been more like oil inspector than a conservative Republican. All right, okay. you send us your email, we'll send you this. This is just his... I've already lent that. I, okay. I let him know that, but... Okay. He's okay. on, Thanks. you know, he's being watched All right. very closely. Okay. We'll tell I him. understand that that uh, he is neutral on the impeachment with Trump. So I, I kind of get it, but it's been very much watched. Well, I think they have to and, say uh, that. I do agree. <laughs> when I go to the... Um, where the bear is, I always said when I go look at the animals, they don't have to have that bear in a cage for me. And okay. I'm not no great liberal. Okay. I hope it's off to a better place. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, my, uh, Rick. Thanks for calling in. Do You're appreciate welcome. that. Yeah, Senator Toomey's website says why he voted against USMCA. He has about three talking points, and I read the first part of one, and he has an op-ed that he submitted is to it, the Washington it, and Post. And it probably has to do with Pennsylvania constituents. Do you want to hear? Do you want to see it? I'm going to guess because the vote was 89 to 10. Uh, He says, quote, yeah, so unlike its predecessor, USMCA contains many protectionist provisions that are designed to reduce the exchange of goods between the U.S. and Mexico. According to the uh, Congressional Budget Office, it raises tariffs, which are taxes, by $3 billion. This means higher prices, particularly on automobiles for American consumers. Outside of a few necessary modernizations and modest market access improvements for Pennsylvania dairy farmers, U.S. SMCA is a step backwards, and I cannot support it. That's and that's um, that's probably the big piece there is a dairy. I guess farmers. so. Yeah, I think the rest is an op-ed. The, that's the much dairy longer. industry as a whole, it, it, it's almost the. I, I would say this when you talk about leadership, 
I would say President Trump should convene a blue ribbon panel, not just for the BS and the um, photo shoots, but no, no. Let's go in here and figure out what's going to go on with our dairy industry so we can let our dairy farmers know what we have to do. And also, I would say this beforehand, I'd have a glass of whole milk because, Mark, do you realize that whole milk is 97% fat-free? It's supposed to be good and for you. And let's know. get whole milk back in the public schools. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. Uh, I've been looking at the uh, stock market lately, and, and it seems like it's keeping going up and up and up. And it's been my opinion that the stock market price is determined by two things. In other words, are the companies people investing in making money or they expect to make a lot of money in the future? And then the other thing is people's sentiment, how they feel about the future. Is the future going to be good? So that said, since Trump has been uh, started That's the fair. impeachment process, the market's been going up and up and up. And to me, wouldn't it be contrary that the market, shouldn't the market be going down? Shouldn't people be being upset about all this craziness in Washington and maybe the president's going to get thrown out of office and the country's going to be in danger? So I heard Ben talking about the economy and things a little bit, and I just wanted to know what he thought about what this market is doing in relationship to Trump being impeached. Well, Mike, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And in the past, it would have been. And it has. Last Friday we talked about it. We talked about it a little bit this morning. Is that last Friday oil was at 62.8 a barrel. Uh, today I think it's around 58.9 a barrel. Uh, you know, before it would be in the hundreds, if, if not even higher, because what's going on in Iran and, uh, and what we're doing. Uh, the stock market would not be moving under impeachment if the stock market thought impeachment meant anything. And, uh, you know, th- this is the chaos and the circus that we've seen the progressives and Democrats do in lack of leadership. Now you have a, uh, what's the text we've been getting, Mark, that uh, the President Trump Oh, assertive? he's assertive. Assertive. <laughs> so, he's a man of action. Right, wrong, or different. <laughs> and, and here's the part. Take the name President Trump. Take President Trump out, uh, Donald Trump, and say it's, it's Donna Smith. Donna Smith is a businesswoman. She grew an industry. She, she worked in it. As a business person, she looks at it and says, there's a problem. Why is there a problem, and how do we fix it? Not six months from now with a committee. How about six hours from now to six days from now to six weeks from now? Let's make some progress on this. So President Trump has put an administration around him to be assertive and to go look at things. Trade deals were bad for the U.S. Let's renegotiate them. Uh, We look at uh, some of the legislation that they proposed. So impeachment is uh, just a circus, and and the stock market and the financial markets show it. Also, the U.S. economy being strong has now made other countries say, okay, what are we doing with our economies, and tried to build them up. So it it has been pretty interesting, and this will be times, this is Reagan-era stuff on steroids, and it has been very, very positive for people. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks. One last thing, so what you're saying is people are voting on the future with their dollars, and they like what Trump is doing. Not just not just with their dollars, but also making people accountable, saying, hey, NATO, you're an organization that has to get in line. We can't keep paying the insurance policy for some of these countries, Germany, Britain, France. You guys step up, and you got to pay part of this insurance policy, too. People understand that. He says, hey, immigration is not right. Now, his 
verbiage in that you might disagree with, but he's saying, hey, illegal immigration is doing this. It's costing the United States money. It's bringing in drugs to here. How can we address this situation? He's looking at the practicality of policies and how it will make America better. And the globalists and the quasi-Americans are, are now shivering, thinking, oh my God, you know, it's not fair for the United States to be the only superpower. we got to be more touchy-feely. we got to hug everybody once a day to make us feel good. And the president is saying, hey, go home and hug your family. You know, hug your church uh, parishioners. You know, make yourself better, then your community will be better. If we make that better, the United States will get better. Then we can help allies around the country. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Really, thanks for calling in. Oh, you betcha. One, uh, nope, scratch that. We're going to be done with open phones. We don't have time because we got too many emails and texts to read on the radio. Seven phones uh, backed up here. Right, so we next week. Oh no, they're on. They're on hold. (laughs) We'll be right back. Uh, When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. One of our good listeners takes me to task. He says, Mark, you read the news today that was half-truth and missing important details. That's called a lie. If you write it or just read a lie, you are not being honest. It concerns the Iranian Ayatollah saying, the U.S. is stabbing Iran in the back. It was a reaction to the U.S. airstrike, forgetting the Iranian strike on U.S. bases in Iraq and Iran's shooting down of an airliner happened after the surgical strike on the Iranian general in Iraq is a big mislead in the story. Well, let me just explain real quickly. He's talking about 94KX news here. Uh, what we do in the news is, and this will be news to Michael, um, it's what's new. So what has happened in the past is the surgical strike, and what has happened in the past is the airstrikes on the U.S. bases. But what we do in the news is what's news, and the Ayatollah said that the U.S. was stabbing Iran in the back. And so that's what we did. We read the news, and we put it in the news, and guess what? We called it news. Yeah, it so says, we, we don't do background status and update in every single story. It says Iran needs a revolution. John Lennon. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next yeah, week. See you next week. Have a good week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Great show today. Drive we got st- slow tomorrow. We got texts back up, so we'll read those on Monday morning. Yeah. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. The Dan Patrick Show is next. The reason we know that is true is because it is now 10 o'clock.